been about six months. Let's see if I remember how to do this. What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and season seven of Justin's NFL Football Pick Show is here, finally. About six months since season six closed up. Season seven kicking off, as I announced on my socials last night, in earnest with a four-part episode zero leading up to the week one picks that are going to come on September the 4th. That is a Tuesday. That is when the week one picks will be up ahead of the Thursday night football game that opens the NFL season for 2018. So in the first part of the four-part episode zero, which you're listening to right now on YouTube and iTunes and SoundCloud and all the places that you catch the content, the first part of episode zero. Today, we will be going over my top 50 dynasty fantasy football players for 2018. So to put this in a little more context, I have a very particular way that I deal with specifically dynasty fantasy football. It's an entirely different beast. Obviously, for anybody that plays it, they know it's an entirely different beast than just playing redraft year-to-year fantasy football. You're not looking at a player in terms of what are they going to give me this season. You're looking at a player, or you should be anyway, looking at a player in terms of what are they going to give me for the next three years? What are they likely to give me for the next five years? Is this player in a position to succeed with the team that they're at right now? Of course, it's hard to predict where a player is going to get traded to or any of that stuff. But based on their situation right now, based on their age, based on their output production from previous years, what am I to expect for the next two years, three years, four years or more? That's what adds so many unique elements to Dynasty Fantasy Football. I really got into it last year. I won, I believe, three of four championships in football leagues that I was in last year. So not saying I'm a genius with fantasy football and certainly not with Dynasty, but I did win my Dynasty startup last year. So, you know, I I, I know a little bit at least about what I'm talking about here. So without further ado, let's dive right into the top 50. We're going to be doing this in blocks of 10 players, but before we even get to that, I just want to talk about a couple of players that didn't quite make the cut. I had a really hot competition for my number 50 pick. I had the player that got number 50, and I had two players that I was really heavily considering, kind of flipping a coin back and forth on. Those two players were Nick Chubb, running back for the Cleveland Browns, and Devontae Parker, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. I feel like Parker, with Miami, is in a real position to succeed this year. With Tannehill coming back, Jarvis Landry now in Cleveland, I feel like Devontae Parker's share is really going to go up in Miami in the pass game, but what are you going to get from Ryan Tannehill? Uh, What is that pass game going to look like this season? It's kind of hard to tell. That's why I just had to knock him just outside of the top 50. And Nick Chubb, I mean, look, based on the age, he's only 22. Uh, He'll be turning 23 in the season, but I mean, he's only 22. Cleveland, Everybody's talking about how great this Cleveland offense is going to be. If you listen to Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon talk, apparently they're going to put up 40 points on everybody. Uh, Don't believe that because it's not going to happen. But how much of part of that offense is Nick Chubb specifically going to be? He's got some competition in the backfield this year. Duke Johnson is still there. There's a lot of competition in that Cleveland backfield. Only so many touches to go around. That's why even though he's only 22, I had to knock him just outside of the top 50. 
Other players that did not make the cut, although I did give them some consideration, so if you're waiting to hear some of these names, got some bad news, you're not going to hear them later on in this episode. We're looking at uh, Seattle running back Rashad Penny, Cleveland wide receiver Josh Gordon, who we just mentioned, Kansas City wide receiver Sammy Watkins, who just left practice, I believe, yesterday with an injury, Colts quarterback Andrew Luck. I love Luck, but that shoulder's too much of a question mark for me in terms of dynasty. The Saints, Mark Ingram. The Bills, LaShawn McCoy. That's just an age thing. McCoy's now 30. Ditto with Demarius Thomas and Golden Tate, wide receivers for Denver and Detroit, respectively. They're just up over 30. Didn't quite make the cut now for the top 50. Sterling Shepard with the Giants. Uh, Alex Collins running back for the Ravens. And then another Cleveland running back, speaking of, uh, you know, a lot of mouths to feed in the Cleveland backfield, Carlos Hyde. So those are the players that didn't make the cut. Here are the players that did make the cut. So we're going to start with number 50 through number 41 in terms of my top 50 dynasty fantasy football players for 2018. Number 50, we've got Jay Ajayi running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 49, we've got Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. 48, Will Fuller the fifth, wide receiver in Houston. Number 47, Tampa Bay running back Ronald Jones the second. Number 46, New England running back Sonny Michelle. Looks like he's going to get quite a bit of playing time there in New England. Number 45, Washington running back Darius Geis, and I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that name wrong. Number 44, Doug Baldwin, wide receiver for Seattle. Number 43, Derrick Henry, finally alone in the backfield in Tennessee, although he does have Deion Lewis there as well, who's going to take some touches from him. Number 42, Giants tight end Evan Ingram. And number 41, 49ers running back Jarek McKinnon. So now if you look at this block of players... We got a couple of players in Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin, probably the highlights of that group in terms of what they've done in the past. But those are two players right there who are both 29. They're going to be 30 this season. That's why they've been knocked a little bit lower on my rankings. It is worth noting Russell Wilson led the NFL last season at 28 in touchdown passes. He had 34 touchdown passes last season. That led the entire league, but he did also take the fourth most sacks in the NFL with 43. That Seattle offensive line is not good. As long as Russell Wilson's legs keep up, He's going to be a good quarterback in this league, but he's 29. He's going to be 30 this year. I know quarterbacks have a longer shelf life here, and we'll certainly get into that when we talk about a quarterback that's going to show up later on in the list. So quarterbacks do have a longer shelf life, but when you're a guy like Russell Wilson and you depend so much on your legs, your legs still have to be there. And if your legs aren't necessarily there later on in the career, that's going to be a problem, especially if you're getting hit a lot, which he is. But aside from those two players, we've got no one in this block from 50 to 41, no one who is yet 27 years old. You've got McKinnon, who's 26, and let's see, you've got Ajayi, who's 25. Those are the oldest players, aside from Baldwin and Russell Wilson, that are in this whole block. Dynasty fantasy football is a young player's game. Like, it's you have to prioritize youth. And you certainly look at that when I've got players like Geis and Jones who have not even taken a snap 
in the NFL, but it's based on their age. They're both only 21, their position. They could very well, each of them could very well own the backfield on their respective teams, Washington and Tampa Bay, by the midpoint of the season, or they may even begin the season as the RB1 on their teams. That's value there to the fantasy football player. You got a guy like Will Fuller, who sure is not the number one target on his team, but with a young quarterback in Deshaun Watson who has shown the capability of being dominant, who's only 22 years old himself, he can be dominant, he can spread the ball around really well. Will Fuller, at only 24 years old, has got a lot of value in that Houston receiving core. And then right up at the top there, we talk about prioritizing youth. Evan Ingram, just 24 years old. Derrick Henry, just 24 years old. Henry, like I mentioned, finally getting the opportunity to be a bona fide RB1 on his team with the uh, the departure and subsequent retirement of DeMarco Murray. Derrick Henry's got the chance to be potentially a three-down back. You sprinkle in Deion Lewis in passing down situations. That could be a really excellent combination for Tennessee. There's a lot of value there in Derrick Henry. Let's move up to our next bracket. That is numbers 40 through number 31. We're going to kick things off. Number 40, Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey. Number 39, Jarvis Landry from Cleveland. We mentioned him earlier. Then we hit the quarterback parade. Number 38, Deshaun Watson, quarterback for Houston. Number 37, Carson Wentz, quarterback for Philadelphia. And number 36, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for my Green Bay Packers. Number 35, we got wide receiver T.Y. Hilton from the Colts. Number 34, Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski. Number 33, Chiefs tight end Travis Kels. And number 32, Eagles tight end Zach Ertz. So you got those three tight ends, bing, bang, boom, 32, 33, and 34. And we round out this group with number 31, Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen. You'll notice here this group gets a little bit older, and that doesn't, that's, you know, before you even factor in Rodgers, who is 34, who I believe is the oldest player in the entirety of this list. But you got Alshon Jeffrey, who's 28, T.Y. Hilton, who's 28, Gronkowski's 29, Kels is 28, Zach Ertz is 27, Adam Thielen is 28. These are players that, yeah, they're a little bit older than the ones that were in the bracket before them, but... They've displayed throughout their career that they are more effective. The volume and production goes up. Of any of these players, you're still likely to probably get at least three years of really good high-level play. Maybe not for Gronkowski because he's had, you know, a number of injuries, and I think he's probably comparatively more beat up than the other guys. But, I mean, Adam Thielen, you're going to get probably two to three more years of really high-level play. Zach Ertz, probably three to four years. Travis Kels, three to four years. T.Y. Hilton, three to four years. Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson at 22 and 25, you've probably got them for a decade. So you really have to prioritize the franchise quarterback in Dynasty as well. Those are the two guys that I'm specifically targeting if I'm in a Dynasty startup as potential franchise quarterbacks for the early part of my Dynasty franchise. Worth noting, of course, in this block that both Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, speaking of quarterbacks, are coming off of injuries from last season. Deshaun Watson, it cost him most of the season. Aaron Rodgers, it cost him a large number of games as well. Probably cost the Packers a playoff spot, if we're being honest. 
and Carson Wentz. I mean, he's also coming in off of an injury. So all three of those quarterbacks, a bit of an injury concern. But in terms of Wentz, he played the vast majority of the regular season. He was the second highest quarterback in the NFL in terms of touchdown passes thrown at 33 and had a 4.7 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. If you look at that as compared to a guy like Russell Wilson, who did lead the league, Russell Wilson was only about three to one, only, but only about three to one because he had double digit interceptions last season because his offensive line couldn't protect him. So Carson Wentz, yeah, a large number of touchdown passes, but also that great touchdown to interception ratio. He's protecting the football really well. Carson Wentz might be the guy, especially if somebody reaches for Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz is the guy to target as your quarterback of the future. And just to finish up here, I think if you're looking at one of those tight ends that's in this group, whether it be Ertz, Kels, or Gronkowski, I mean, I think Ertz is the obvious answer there. Not only is he younger, he's got, again, that great quarterback in Carson Wentz. So especially if you can stack those two, like if you can grab Wentz and Ertz, you have got a connection that for the next three to four to five seasons is probably going to be one of the best, if not the best, quarterback to tight end connections in all of football. And that doesn't mean that you should avoid Travis Kelce or Rob Gronkowski. I'm just saying, if you're targeting one of those tight ends, Zach Ertz is the one to target. Let's go to our next block here. This is players number 30 through number 21. At number 30, Bears running back Jordan Howard. 29, Titans wide receiver Corey Davis. Number 28, Juju on the beat, Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver from Pittsburgh. Number 27, Bengals running back Joe Mixon. Tyreek Hill at number 26, wide receiver for the Chiefs. Brandon Cooks, number 25, wide receiver from the Rams. Number 24, Bears receiver Allen Robinson. Number 23, Falcons running back Devonta Freeman. Number 22, Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green. And number 21, rounding out this block, is Raiders wide receiver Amari Cooper. And once again, you see a block of 10 players that highly prioritizes their age. Aside from A.J. Green, who is 30 years old, or will be 30 years old, sorry, to start the season. You do not have another player in this block between 30 to 21 that is 27 years old or older. You've got Cooper, who's 24, Devonta Freeman, who's the next oldest at 20, little over 26, but 26 and a half. Robinson's going to be 25. Cooks will not have turned 25. Ditto for Tyreek Hill. Joe Mixon is just barely going to have turned 22. Juju Smith-Schuster will not turn 22 until a few months into the season. Corey Davis is 23. Jordan Howard about to turn 24. Speaking of Jordan Howard, hey, on a pretty bad Chicago Bears team, Jordan Howard was tied for third in the whole NFL in rushing touchdowns with nine and was also third in the whole NFL in first down runs. He had 61 runs last season that went for first downs. And what that tells me is that the Bears game plan is to put the ball in Jordan Howard's hands 
in those pressure situations when you need a first down you're close to a first down you feed your top back and that is Jordan Howard for the Chicago Bears obviously you've got Tariq Cohen there who's probably going to siphon some touches both in the pass game and in the run game but Jordan Howard if you're looking for a young running back those top bell cows at the top of the draft are gone you could do a lot worse than a guy like Jordan Howard who is in a real position with a young quarterback a questionable passing offense he's in a real position to get a lot of volume and that translates to fantasy success very wide receiver heavy group we have here seven of the ten players are wide receivers the only ones that aren't obviously are freeman mixon and howard as your running backs you look at a guy like juju smith schuster who's not yet 22 years old and he would be the very definition in dynasty terms of boom or bust like this could be the guy that is the heir apparent to Antonio Brown once Antonio Brown's production starts slowing down you've got Juju Smith-Schuster right there who's only going to be 22 23 years old you sign him long term that could be a franchise wide receiver for the last couple of years of Roethlisberger or whoever's going to be throwing the ball in Pittsburgh or He could be a guy that, once Roethlisberger's done, has no rapport with the new quarterback and could be an absolute bust and could be shipped off to another team. So he's a real boom-bust candidate, but where he's so young, even if he does get shipped off to another team, he's likely to be a priority in their offense as well. So that's why he's a guy that I would love to target. Let's say you're doing a 10-team dynasty league i mean i would i have him here at number 28 i would target him in the third round just because he's a guy that in the future could have huge value for my team just to cap off my thoughts on jordan howard it's weird to me that he's not yet 24 years old because i feel like i've been talking about jordan howard for so long it feels like he's been in the league longer than this to only be 23 years old but There's a lot of value with a guy like Jordan Howard. There's value with a guy like Corey Davis, who's also not yet 24. Could be some questions in the Titans pass game. How far does Marcus Mariota develop this season? How far does he develop next season? Obviously, real disappointment last season, but does he turn that around in the next year or two? I assume he probably does. I do not have him, spoilers, I do not have him inside my top 50, but... He could turn around, he could develop into that player, and then Corey Davis could be a guy that carries a ton of value. But you want to talk about a player with a ton of value, and this is where we will finish off with this block. You look no further than Joe Mixon, and I'm not a huge Bengals fan. Joe Mixon is better than Gio Bernard. Joe Mixon will be the top back on this team if not right out of camp, very, very quickly. And you look at the Bengals in terms of their receiving core, it's nothing against Andy Dalton as a quarterback, but beyond A.J. Green, not a lot of value there. I don't know that Tyler Eifert's going to play much this year. I think Tyler Croft is the guy at tight end. And beyond A.J. Green, I mean, your second wide receiver, your other starting wide receiver is Tyler Boyd. I mean, John Ross. Maybe they grab, um, I don't know, they grab one of their young guys, one of their rookies, could give him a shot. But beyond that, there's not a lot of value in the Bengals' receiving core. Where there is a lot of value is in their run game. I think they're going to have to run the ball a ton. Gio Bernard is still worth looking at, but Joe Mixon is the guy to own in terms of fantasy, aside from A.J. Green, 
He's the guy to own in terms of fantasy, especially dynasty fantasy, from the Bengals. And I know it might seem weird to some people that I've got A.J. Green at 22 while Joe Mixon's only at 27. Like, I've made a a bit of a late fantasy career of underestimating A.J. Green, and he always seems to uh, prove me wrong. So I'm kind of sick of doing that. So just for this time, I'm going to see if I can go with A.J. Green and see if he rewards me for that. Okay, we're getting into the real monsters now. Our next block is 20 through 11, just outside of the top 10. And I've got some surprises in this block. Number 20, Chargers running back Melvin Gordon. Number 19, Vikings wide receiver Stefan Diggs. Number 18, Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey, that do-it-all style back. And here are the surprises. Number 17, Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones, and number 16, Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown, and we'll talk about it once we finish naming the block. Number 15, Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen. Number 14, Dalvin Cook running back for the Vikings, our second Viking in the block. Number 13, Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt. Number 12, Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette. And number 11, and here's another surprise, Giants wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, so let's talk about the surprises. Obviously, Julio and Antonio at number 17 and number 16, respectively. In most people's rankings, Julio Jones is outside the top 10, but he's averaging somewhere around like 11, 12, 13. I have seen the odd list that'll have him at like number nine or something like that. And Antonio Brown, most people have him firmly inside the top 10. A lot of lists have him inside their top five. I can't do that. They're 29 and 30 years old, respectively. Now, look, relatively healthy. They don't really have a ton of injury concerns. And when we're talking about like Antonio Brown and Julio Jones, we're talking about the number one and number two receivers in football last year. Antonio Brown led the league in receiving yards, 1,533. Julio Jones was second with 1,444. That means, you know, AB beat him by nearly 100 yards, which is crazy. And Antonio Brown was the only player with 100 or more receiving yards per game last season. So is it crazy that I have them at 16 and 17? Probably, possibly, but it's not crazy to me because at 29 and 30 years old, how much longer are these two players going to be elite producers? Now look, they may still put up top 20 numbers for the next three to four years and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But at the cost, it will be to your detriment to have these players, especially in a startup, like to waste a first round pick on Antonio Brown. I I can't do that. A first round pick on Julio Jones. I would not be able to do that. I would balk at a second round pick for these players simply because of the age. Got nothing to do with their talent level. This season, they could very well still wind up the number one and number two wide receivers in football. But it's not just this season in terms of dynasty. It's next year. It's the year after. It's four and five years down the road. In four to five years, are either of these players still going to be in the NFL? It's a very difficult thing to imagine with their ages. You don't see a ton of 34, 35-year-old wide receivers that are still worth being rostered on a fantasy team. So that's why I have them so low. It's got nothing to do with what they're going to do this season. It's about what they're going to do in the future. 
And then we've got the curious case of Odell Beckham Jr. Most sources, if they don't have OBJ in their top three, uh, it's it's a surprise. I think I found maybe one or two resources, like the of all the ones that I could find, that did not have Beckham somewhere in the top three. For me, he's not even in the top ten. I have to question, like, look, the Giants at quarterback have nobody behind Eli Manning. How many years does Eli Manning have left? So what are the Giants going to do? They had the chance, they had the chance this season to draft their franchise quarterback and begin developing him now. They didn't do that. They took Saquon Barkley, who you'll mention, or you'll notice rather, I have not mentioned his name yet. They took Saquon Barkley. I'm not saying that was a mistake. However, they have nobody behind their starting quarterback. And when I say nobody, I mean nobody. Their second string quarterback right now is Davis Webb, a third round pick from the 2017 draft. They've got Kyle Laletta behind him, a fourth round pick from this past draft. And then Alex Tanney as their fourth stringer. Uh, He played in Monmouth and I believe he is 30 years old. So what I'm saying is right now, the quarterback of the future does not exist on the New York Giants team. And that's why Odell Beckham can't be in my top 10. With Eli Manning playing as well as Eli Manning is capable of playing, yeah, Odell Beckham's a top five player. And I think most people would think I'd be an idiot if I tried to claim anything otherwise. Do we know that uh, Eli Manning is going to play his best football? Or is Eli Manning on a significant decline that he's been on for a few seasons that's probably only going to get worse as time goes on. We don't know who the Giants quarterback of the future is going to be. I don't think it's in their room right now. So what does that mean for Odell Beckham? Sure, he could get traded to another team and then boom, he's immediately up into, you know, the top three. My God, can you imagine if Green Bay trades for Odell? I don't know what they'd send, but can you imagine if somehow Green Bay wound up with Odell Beckham. Can you imagine if Houston wound up with Odell Beckham? Philadelphia wound up with Odell Beckham. Like, with a quarterback that has got some years on him or is playing at an elite level right now, Odell Beckham crushes the league. But he doesn't have that right now, which is why he's not in my personal top 10. Also doesn't help, he's about to turn 26. He's not the 22, 23-year-old future of the league anymore. He's 25, 26, 27, 28 over the next few years. He starts to crawl kind of up there in age. Look, he's going to be an incredibly effective player for probably the next five to six to seven years. But he can't be a top 10 player for me right now because of the situation that's around him. He's on a Giants team that's going to run the ball a ton with Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Stewart. Other news and notes from this block. Keenan Allen, who I have ranked at number 15, was third in the NFL last year in receiving yards with 1,393. He also led the NFL in first down catches last season with 74. Yes, he's got an aging Phillip Rivers throwing him the ball, but he is clearly one of those players that gets targeted in the pressure situations. When you need a first down, they throw the ball to Keenan Allen. Ton of volume with Keenan Allen. So where most leads are going to PPR now, at least a half point PPR. He's definitely a guy you target in the late second, early third round without question. And in this block, we also have two of the most effective young future 
of the running back position in this block at Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt. I'll also throw Dalvin Cook into that conversation. Both of them, or all three of them rather, they're not yet 24 years old. Dalvin Cook is just going to have turned 23 when the season starts, but Dalvin Cook's coming off of an injury that cost him most of last season. So he's basically still a rookie, but when he, the few games that he had last season, I think like the first three weeks or something like that, he was a monster. He was he was a world beater. So I think he's going to be an incredible player this season and probably for the next four to five to six to seven. And that's the kind of running back that you really prioritize. You have to prioritize in dynasty football. Then you look at a player like Kareem Hunt, who's also only just about to turn 23 years old, led the NFL in rushing last year, 1,327 yards, had 12 runs of over 20 yards that also led the NFL. Leonard Fournette, tied for third in the NFL in rushing touchdowns, had nine in his rookie season. He'll probably hit double digits this year. He's also not yet turned 24. He'll turn 24 late in the regular season. These are the kinds of running backs that you really, really need to jump up and grab. And once again, aside from Antonio Brown and Julio Jones at 16 and 17, no player in this block is 27 or older Keenan Allen next one up at 26 here we go we've hit the end our top 10 dynasty fantasy football players for 2018 we're gonna start number 10 Houston wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins number nine Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams as long as he's still getting the ball from Aaron Rodgers he's in my top 10 number eight Arizona running back, David Johnson. Number seven, Saints running back, Alvin Kamara, another one of that young breed running back of the future. We had a ton of them that emerged last season. Number six, Bucks wide receiver, Mike Evans. Does not bother me that Jameis Winston's on suspension for a few weeks. Irrelevant in dynasty terms. Number five, Giants running back, Saquon Barkley. Number four, Saints wide receiver, Michael Thomas. There's still a ton of fantasy power in New Orleans. Number three, Pittsburgh running back, Le'Veon Bell. Number two, Dallas running back, Ezekiel Elliott. And my number one dynasty fantasy football player for 2018 is the Los Angeles Rams' running back, Todd Gurley III. You'll note one more time, not a one player who is 27 years or older. Got a couple of 26-year-olds in there in Hopkins, David Johnson, as well as Le'Veon Bell. They're all 26. You got Michael Thomas, who's 25. You've also got Devontae Adams, who's 25. Look, this is 26, 25, 24, 23 and 21-year-olds. These are the young stud players, the future of the NFL, superstars now, superstars into the future. That's what you got to prioritize in Dynasty. They're incredible players in their own right, but you have to bump up the younger guys. You have to bump up the long-term value. And that's why you've got guys like Devontae Adams and Mike Evans. I mean, I'm high on Mike Evans anyway, but that's why you got those kind of guys that'll fall inside my top 10. David Johnson there at number eight, obviously coming off of his hand injury from last season that basically cost him the entirety of the season. I don't think there would be a hungrier player in football to come back and absolutely dominate like he was before he got hurt. 
So I, I contemplated putting him higher. It was just a little tough because, I mean, he's 26. Alvin Kamara right in front of him at number seven is 23. He's got three years on him. And Johnson's coming in off of an injury. So I contemplated putting him higher, but just didn't quite fall that way for me. So DeAndre Hopkins, who I mentioned at number 10, actually led the NFL in touchdown catches last year. He had 13, Baker's dozen. And a lot of that had to do with the incredible chemistry that he developed with Deshaun Watson. And having that young quarterback who can already play at a high level is probably going to extend DeAndre Hopkins' career a little bit. I can think of a DeAndre Hopkins as a guy that could be like a top 10 wide receiver, maybe top 10 overall fantasy player over the next three to four to five years. Speaking of which, Devontae Adams, same deal. Tied for second in the NFL in touchdown catches last season. He had 10. He hit double digits. Even with Aaron Rodgers being hurt as much as he was, he's emerged as the number one target in Green Bay. And you always want to prioritize Aaron Rodgers' number one target. In 2017, Alvin Kamara was an absolute revelation. Led all running backs in the NFL in his rookie season in receiving yards. 826 receiving yards for a running back. That is unreal, and that is in addition to everything that he did in the run game, especially with Mark Ingram going to be missing a little bit of time early this season. I think Kamara's going to have another incredible season this season. He's only 23 years old. He'll have just turned 23 when the regular season starts. This is a guy that you can peg your franchise around. That's why he's inside my top 10. A lot of people are thinking, oh, sophomore slump, sophomore slump. I'm not even worried about a sophomore slump. I'm worried about what's what's he going to be when he's 26? And if he's already this at 22, 23, what's he going to be when he's 26? Is he going to be Le'Veon Bell? He could very well be. Speaking of Le'Veon Bell, coming off of a season where he was third in the NFL in rushing yards at 1,291, also third in rushing touchdowns with nine. Want to drop back to Saquon Barkley here for a second. He's the biggest question mark for me in my top 10. Even bigger than David Johnson coming off of an injury. Even bigger than a guy like Alvin Kamara, who is, you know, everyone's worried about the sophomore slump. Even bigger than Mike Evans, who's going to be missing his starting quarterback for a few weeks. And, you know, what exactly is that offense going to look like in Tampa Bay? Saquon Barkley is my biggest question mark. It's not a matter of talent. It's just a matter of, it was like all the rookies from last season. We haven't seen them do it at the NFL level yet. But, He's 21 years old. He's on a team with an almost elderly quarterback, a quarterback that's not playing nearly at the level that he is or was capable of, I suppose, earlier in his career. This is a team that's going to run the ball a lot. I could see Saquon Barkley almost out of the gate being a three down back. And at 21 years old, if you've got a guy that you're going to run as a three down back, that is one of the most valuable assets in dynasty football barring an injury i imagine barkley is almost a lock for top 10 at that position and he'll probably push top five and then of course todd Gurley, second in the nfl in rushing yards last year 1305 led the nfl in rushing touchdowns with 13 that's a lot of points that's a lot of rushing touchdowns I don't see any reason, really, uh, barring an injury, why Todd Gurley's season this season would wind up being significantly less than that. And he's only 24 years old. You're looking at a guy that for the next probably five years, six years, is going to be dominant in this league. 
That's why he, to me, is the number one dynasty fantasy football asset for 2018. All right, folks, there you have it. My top 50 dynasty fantasy football players for 2018. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Who's your number one dynasty target this season? Are you in a dynasty startup? Are you interested in dynasty football? All that stuff. Talk about it in the comments below. Let's get some good dialogue going. We're about a month away from the regular season. I believe yesterday was exactly one month before the Thursday night football game. And ah, football, 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 all football, all the time. It's back. Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, part one of our four-part episode zero leading into season seven of Justin's NFL Football Pick Show. Join us next week where we're going to get into some season predictions. We're going to kick off next week with the NFC and the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Full NFC predictions coming next week.